0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for September 30th is the book of Malachi, chapters 1 through 4. It's the last book in the Old Testament, and it's one of the weightier books. Malachi doesn't mince a lot of words, but the words carry weight. It's powerful. It begins with a pronouncement from God to his people. What is the pronouncement? I have loved you, says Yahweh. A pronouncement from God, Yahweh of hosts, Yahweh of heavenly armies, the God of creation. He's the commander in chief of all of the spiritual armies that exist. And he says, I have something against you what 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 is it God what what do you have against us I have loved you feel the weight of those words that the pronouncement the judgment being proclaimed against the people is the love of God and they have the audacity to say how have you loved us wasn't Esau Jacob's brother. Yahweh declares, "Even so, I loved Jacob, but I hated Esai. Turned his mountains into a wasteland and gave his inheritance to the desert jackals." Of course, it's representative of the two nations that came from these two men, these brothers Jacob and Esau. Jacob was blessed because he was willing to engage with God. He wrestled with God. Esau was jealous. It's the whole Cain and Abel thing over again. Abel brought an acceptable sacrifice and he was blessed. Cain was jealous, so he killed his brother. God says, I hated your enemies. I've made them a desolation. In addition to the sun rising and the rains coming for your crops, in addition to the cool night air, In addition to you having everything that you need, I'm protecting you from your enemies. I'm prospering you and not them. Can't you see that I love you? A large portion of this book is a pronunciation against the priests, those who are supposed to be instructing the people. God says six, a son honors his father, a servant honors his master. If I am a father, then where is my honor? Friends, we've put God in the back seat and elevated winning converts, yet we ourselves don't even have a relationship with him. I mean, how many of us can honestly say that God is our friend? in the sense that we would go and hang out with him and talk about our day and the things that are going on in our lives how many of us talk more freely with the people around us than we do with our god do we really honor him as a friend do we really honor him as a father of course we believe in him we wouldn't be here if we didn't believe in him we honor him in the sense that we bring him our biggest decision saying god what should we do what should i do should i sell my house? Should I take that job? Should I marry this person? Should I go to that school or this one? There are lots of ways that we bring God in, but do we treat him the way we treat our friends? Do we long to spend time with him? Do we look forward to Friday night so that we can spend time with him? Do we stop and say, God, thank you for giving me all of this Thank you for doing in my heart the thing you are doing. As you read these words in the book of Malachi, think about them as word pictures to make a point. When God says that the people are adulterers, that they have left their first love, it's not talking about cheating on your wife. It's talking about loving someone or something else more than we love the God who created us. Chapter 2 contains a warning to the priest. This is the decree for you. If you don't listen, if you don't take it to heart to honor my name, I will curse your blessings. I've already begun. The same way we discipline our children. If you're any kind of parent at all, you maybe you believe in spanking, maybe you don't, but surely you believe in something like your child misbehaves, you either spank them or you take away the thing they like or or something because you're linking cause and effect in their hearts and in their minds. If you disobey, if you are disrespectful, if you steal, if you lie, if you do things that are wrong, you will be punished. God put that in the hearts of parents so that we would transfer it to the hearts of our children because people need to know that when we do the wrong thing, we will face some sort of disciplinary action. It's the way he created us. It's the way he created this world. The disciplinary action is not to bring about pain for the sake of pain. It's to point us in a different direction so that we realize it doesn't have to be painful. We don't have to get spankings. We don't have to go to timeout. We choose that when we choose the wrong thing. The priests were in danger of breaking the covenant with Levi that God had made. Now it's interesting because there's no record of the installation or the beginning of this covenant with Levi, but it's referenced here in Malachi. It's referenced in Nehemiah. It's referenced in Jeremiah chapter 33. And there's this understanding that there is a covenant with Levi. The name Levi sounds like the Hebrew word to be attached or to attach. The Levites were attached to this world and attached to God. They were the intermediary. They were the priests. They were supposed to be like Moses saying, God, don't destroy the people for their sin. There must be a better way that will negatively reflect on your name among the nations but at the same time as they're pleading with god to have mercy they're also pleading with the people to have some common sense stop sinning start worshiping acknowledge the god who created you before it's too late god says i have this against you in verse eight you have turned from the way you have caused many to stumble You've been showing partiality in your instruction. Of course, that could be choosing one person over another. But I think it's also choosing one scripture over another. Being partial and teaching the things that come more naturally, that feel better and that are easier. God says, you've been robbing me. But God, how have we been robbing you by not taking the whole tenth into the storehouse your bible might say tithe the word tithe means tenth it's the same thing in the old testament these people under the levitical law under the covenant with moses the people were to give 10 percent of their income to the house of god now remember this was a theocracy it was like a national income tax one tenth of everything that you get you're supposed to give to god and a lot of churches function with this idea today that we are to give one-tenth of everything we get to the church. You know, some people would ask the question, is that my pre-tax income or my post-tax income? Do you want God to bless you on the post-tax income or the pre-tax income? Do you want to get blessed according to your gross or your net? In chapter 3, verse 10, God says, Bring the full tent into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. See, when the people gave, it went to the priests. And then the priests had, and then the priests were not focused on having to grow crops. They could focus on growing the people. Test me in this way, says Yahweh of armies important to note when god says yahweh of armies your your bible probably says lord of hosts it's referring to the armies of heaven the host of heaven the angels and all of the heavenly beings that do god's work this is not the same name as abba father it's the same god right But there are different ways that God comes across to his people, depending on the circumstances. When God calls himself or refers to himself as Lord of hosts or Yahweh of hosts, he's saying, I'm in war mode. I am ready to go to war. This is not tender daddy time. Same God. He's still quick to forgive. He still longs. have that relationship, the very reason for the discipline, the very reason for the cursing is so that we will learn, so that we will repent, so that we will turn to him, so that we can have relationship with him. That's, That's what he wants. He wants us to be happy. He knows the only way that we're going to be truly happy is to walk in accordance with his will for our lives. It's when we are doing what we are called to do that we can flourish and it doesn't feel like work. Friends, when we are walking in accordance with the what God created us for, the yoke is easy and the burden is light. Test me in this, says Yahweh of armies. See if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you without measure. Not bring in the full tithe. Whatever God is saying to give to him, to not do it is to value that thing more than we value the relationship that we have with God. Not bringing our best to him is exposing our lack of faith in him. And it angers him because he's like that thing you are holding on to, whether it's a dollar or a corn cob or your mornings or your evenings, whatever it is that you're holding on to does not have the ability to give you happiness. And Jesus said, I've come that they might have joy more abundantly. He wants to make you happy. Do not believe the lie that says you'll be happier watching movies or doing whatever. God says, if you will give me the beginning and the best, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it won't ruin the produce of your land and your vine and your field will not not fail to produce its fruit. A lot of us are fooled into thinking we don't have time for God. We don't have time to study the word in the morning. Have you ever had a day where just nothing went right, technology issues, your car wouldn't start, your phone wouldn't reset, you get to work and you're inundated with messages after messages and put this fire out and that fire out? God is saying, if you give me the first fruits, give me the best of what you have, see if I don't make everything else go really well for you. Test me in this, he says. In chapter 3:13 there's this interesting passage about the righteous people and the wicked. the people who do wicked things that the bad people are just as fortunate why are we worshiping this God why why do we go to church? why do we read the Bible like these people go out and they party and they have a good time and then they get the good jobs. And everything just goes well for them it's not fair. what's the point? At that time, those who feared Yahweh spoke to one another, and Yahweh took notice, and he listened. Friends, if if God himself took notice and listened to you, what would he hear you saying? But God took notice of these people, and he listened, and a book of remembrance was written before God for those who feared Yahweh and had high regard for his name While the other people were defaming God, saying it's not worth it, there was a subset of people who separated themselves and said, I will honor his name. God, what do you want me to do? And he writes your name in a book of remembrance. Because you had high regard for his name, they will be mine, says Yahweh of armies, my own possession on the day I am preparing. Chapter 4 is the day of the Lord that is coming. Look, the day is coming burning like a furnace when all the arrogant and everyone who commits wickedness will become stubble. The coming day will consume them, says Yahweh. It feels like the wicked will always win. Sometimes your sacrifice will pay off. God keeps his promises. Trust him. May God bless you.